Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside nobody, because I am still in quarantine. Our guest today is Dr. Ryan Godfordson, author of the new book, Success Mindsets. And we are going to talk about how to take your mindset in, and change it in order to thrive during these uncertain, difficult quarantine times instead of just surviving and uh, different ways that you can use this as a time of great personal growth. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. It is different from what I had regularly scheduled, but Dr. Godfordson and I got on the phone or got on Skype and, and, and cranked this out and I'm really excited to bring it to you. But first, uh, I, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. Interest rates are unbelievably low. Here's a great easy way. Here's John to tell you about a great easy way to get your mortgage. Home is so much more than a house. It's your own little slice of heaven, which is why when you find the perfect place, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by your side through every step of the mortgage process. It's awesome. And it's exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts is obsessed with finding a better way which means their number one goal is to make the home buying process smoother for you. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and when you're ready to purchase the home of your dreams, they can help you too. Their team cares about getting you home, which is why J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination 10 years in a row and highest in mortgage servicing 6 years in a row. Get started online at rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button, get mortgage. Once again, want to thank uh, Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans for sponsoring today's show. If you want to follow up with us, by the way, uh, check. I've been posting a lot more to uh, our Instagram pages, uh, and, and so you can check that out, uh, Instagram uh, at Gib Gerard and John has been doing the same at John Tesh underscore IFYL. So you can check us out there, see how we're, what we're doing under quarantine, that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, without further ado, here is uh, a discussion with Dr. Godfrinson, author of Success Mindsets, about how to thrive in this uh, in this very scary tumultuous time. Dr. Ryan Godfrinson, uh, author of the new book, well, newish book, Success Mindsets. Your keys to unlocking greater success in your life, work, and leadership. This is your second time on the show. It's it's time we start calling you a friend of the show. Thank you for coming along today. Well, thanks for making me a friend. I've been looking forward to this. So we talked several months ago, and you were you were putting the finishing touches on on success mindsets, and we went through some of the principles there. Uh, <laughs> what's been going on for you since then? <laughs> Things, times times have really changed, haven't they? Oh my goodness. The world is such a different place. And so I'm a uh, professor at Cal State Fullerton. I teach and do research on leadership. And that's largely where my book, Success Mindsets, has come out of. And the focus on mindsets is really foundational to any aspect of our lives, let alone leadership. So right. that's our parenting, any social engagements. And then now what we're facing is this COVID-19 crisis that right. we're now having to wrap our minds around and really change our lifestyles. And 
it's been really fascinating from my perspective just to see how different people, different organizations, and different leaders are handling this crisis because what is going on is they're revealing some of their underlying mindsets. Uh-huh. And so it, it's just been a fascinating case study. And hopefully what we'll be able to talk about is how can we better navigate the situation mm-hmm. through a focus on our mindsets? What mindsets do we need to have to be able to navigate this? How are you finding, uh, I mean, I want to get into that exactly what you're talking about and in identifying other people's mindsets and why our mindsets are important, but how are you finding the transition for yourself in, in in being a lecturing professor to being an online professor? Well, honestly, I, I consider myself really fortunate because I can move all of my work online. So we're no longer at the university. Uh, I'm now creating online courses for my students. So there's a little bit of you know added work or extra work for doing that, but really I can't complain. I mean, I, I'm really concerned about all these folks that uh, I think are even... Like I was even thinking, I need to go get a haircut. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm right with you. Like the week before we went into quarantine, I was like, oh, I should probably get a haircut. I was like, oh, I'll just do it next week. And then it was like, no more businesses. Yeah, and so I just imagined these the the people that generally cut my hair. Like, what are they doing? Right. They no longer have an income. I we all the restaurants down the street. What right. is going to be of of them? And one of the things my wife and I have decided is. We're going to start buying a lot more takeout because we want some of these restaurants to survive this crisis. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, the there's a Mexican restaurant down the street from my house, and they do uh, they do uh, they, their takeout food is great, and we've done it a couple of times. They also do take now they do takeout margaritas, um, which which is obviously not something you could normally do in in California, but now they've relaxed those restrictions. So you you can you can patronize and get your favorite cocktails uh, or whatever whatever your 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 poison is. Uh, right from right from the source and and bring them home. So so that that that's been an interesting a weird thing to get used to. And I, I feel like a lot of us are adapting. I've said this before on the air uh, on other programs, uh, but I, I believe it's really true. You know, I think that this obviously is a global pandemic and it is going to do a lot and it it is going to hurt a lot of people are going to be affected by this physically. But obviously, because of these, uh, and this this speaks to your your book concept, which is that the, a lot of this a lot of what we're experiencing relative to COVID-19 is psychological. We are all being isolated. We are all being forced to stop producing in the same way that we normally do and find new ways of producing. Uh, and I, I I think this is going to be as much, obviously for, for most of us, our, our experience is going to be psychological. So how how do we move forward and how do we learn about ourselves and continue to produce in this in this climate? Such a great question. And it really comes down to how do we see this crisis? Mm. Do we see this as being a terrible event? Or do we see this as being an opportunity? And then what is an opportunity for? And we could fill in the blank. And it's really interesting. Let me give you an example because we were talking about restaurants is we've got a couple of pizza places down the road and they're on opposite sides of the same intersection. Mm -hmm. And one pizza place is they've just got to be struggling. They're not really doing anything. I haven't seen anything come about. The pizza place on the other side of the road is very active on social media. And even they're producing pizza kits that families could take home to make their own pizzas with their families. And they're even throwing in rolls of toilet paper 
as a part of this. Is that right? right? Yeah. So it's this fantastic idea. So here we're seeing one organization that's kind of caught up into, oh, probably woe is me mentality. Mm. The other organization is saying, how do we survive? But then also at the same time, how do we create connections with the community, uplift the community in such a way that when we get through this, we're actually in a better position right. because of the relationships that we have built and that we have strengthened. John is always referencing uh, Nightline. The you know the Nightline started uh, on ABC as the as the night after the, the late night primetime news show to update people on the Iran Contra scandal, but it turned into the, uh, a premier magazine news show. Uh, basically, his point is you know, that there are times when when people are looking for guidance, when people are looking for for normalcy, and uh, in this case, normalcy, but in previous in, in the Nightline example, it's obviously it's um, it's looking for guidance. But the that that you can you can earn a lot of trust, and you can uh, you can engage with your community in these new ways during a time of crisis. It's just you have to rewrite the playbook, and that is extremely hard for a lot of people to rewrite the playbook. How can we, uh, as individuals, find ways to, I don't want to say rewrite our own playbooks because I'm really killing this metaphor, but how can we reframe ourselves so that we are finding ways like what, what can the, what are some ideas for what the, what the barber can do right now? And how can they, how can we change our mindset basically to, to thrive right now? What, what are, how can we refocus ourselves? I think the question that we've got to ask ourselves is what do I now have an opportunity to do? Mm. And what opportunities do I have to add value to the lives of others? And let me just give you another example. And being in California, we're somewhat on a lockdown, but we're allowed to go outside and exercise. And so I went for a run and to, on my run, I run through a park to get to a river trail. And it was that fascinating. That sounds delightful, to, by the way. Thank, thanks for that uh, image. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the it was really fascinating to me because I'm seeing what I normally don't see. I'm seeing mothers and families with their children sitting down having picnics in the park. Uh, you know, and even at one place, there was a, a mother and a daughter that were bent over. They were clearly on a bike ride, but they had stopped to look at some bug on the ground, probably a ladybug mm. or something like that. And it's just we probably wouldn't have these opportunities to slow down and connect with each other had have we not been in this crisis. So one is we could see this as an opportunity to connect with loved ones, with, with others, uh, but then also opportunities to lift those around us. And the thing about the situation is these things may not come naturally to us mm -hmm. because what we are facing is uncertainty. We are facing fear. And when we are facing fear and uncertainty, our natural inclination is to be like a turtle and just get up in our shell mm -hmm. and to self-protect. But this really is an opportunity to reach out, to be intentional and to lift others. And so if we can see this situation as an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, then we can 
essentially be more become more of our ideal selves mm. because i think all of us want to be a positive influence and now more than ever i think that is needed i mean you learn a lot about yourself in times of crisis you and and, and you learn a lot about others um also i mean that's 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 sort of what that's what makes movies and novels work so well is that you learn about the human condition in extreme circumstances that's the joy that we get from that well we're getting a not to <laughs> Not to be diminutive about what the world is experiencing right now, but we're essentially getting that right now. We're getting an opportunity, a microcosm of, or a macrocosm really of of what, uh, what how our behavior is going to change, and we're seeing that with people. Some people are choosing to hoard toilet paper. Some people are choosing to go to the store and wipe off every bit of frozen food out of the out of the freezers and and hoard that. But you also see other people that like like the pizza place that's putting together home pizza kits, other people that are giving away extra resources in order to make sure that uh, that people are able to survive financially during this time, buying buying gift cards. So we're seeing both ends of the spectrum. How can we, let's assume the best in all of us, that the people hearing this right now are the ones that want to be the helpers. Uh, how, can, how can we begin to uplift people that are in that really negative hoarding mindset right now and, and uh, not just hoarding mindset, but 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 the, it's a real fear, a place of fear that people are coming from, and and it feels grounded. The feel fear feels right. How do we start opening those people up? Well, I, I think one is we've got to set an example for this. We've got to be kind of that light mm-hmm. to the one. Although I don't focus on these mindsets in my book, um, partly because there's not a whole lot of research behind them, but I think the concepts hold true. Is we could take a deficit mindset towards mm-hmm. the world or an abundance mindset right. towards the world. And the way that I like to describe this is if we compare um, kind of our sphere or our world to a pie, a deficit mindset suggests that this pie is fixed and it's our job to capture, capture as much of this pie as possible. Right. Somebody with an abundance mindset, they also want to capture as much of the pie as possible but they believe that they can expand the pie. And mm. by working together with others and expanding the pie, while they, while the percentage of the pie that they might get is less, because they are expanding the pie, they're actually going to gain more um, because they are growing the size of that pie. And so I think that this, those of us who, before the situation had more of a, a deficit mindset, it's a little bit more challenging for them than it is for those with an abundance mindset who are now trying to see all of these opportunities and how do we capture those in a way that we're making this better for others, Mm. but also for ourselves at the same time. So that when we get through this, we're in a better place. And so it really has got to start and, and really everything about our personal development has got to start through a focus on our mindsets. Right. The problem is, is that most of us don't focus there because we don't know what mindsets to focus on. And we don't fully realize the influence our mindsets play on how we think, how we learn, and how we behave. And so when we take, for example, this deficit mindset, that is going to make us a little bit more critical of others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be it make us more fear-based, and we're going to behave differently, such as hoarding toilet paper, than somebody who has an abundance mindset that says there's enough resources for us all, and how do we work together to ensure that we all have those resources? So we're going to be much more hopeful, and we're going to behave in what ways that are much more charitable than those that have a deficit mindset. So just the lenses by which we are seeing the world 
shapes how we think and how we behave. And if we want to bring out the best in us, we've really got to look inward at our mindsets. And and hopefully by one, setting examples of having the positive mindsets, but two, just sharing that message that we can change our mindsets and that as we do so, we're going to unlock greater success or and well-being for ourselves. Do you think that the the mindsets that that are sort of required of us right now are universal? In other words, are we going the the way that we exercise our mind right now and the way that we approach this problem is that going to be something that's beneficial to us in the long run or are there certain things that we need right now that we won't need in the future? No, I I think that this is an opportunity for us to develop our our mindsets. And let me just piggyback on some of the mindsets that I focus on in my book and talk about why they're important now and then also how they're going to be important in the future. So one of the mindsets that I focus on is an open mindset, which means we're open to the ideas and suggestions of others. We believe that we don't have all the answers, which makes us interested to seek out those answers. How do we think optimally? How do we find truth? And now more than ever, we need to take in the ideas and suggestions of others because we're in a position that we've never been in before. Right, right, right. And how do we learn so that we can navigate? So the more the open-minded we are about, you know, if if somebody comes to a restaurant over and says, start giving away toilet paper, like this might actually strengthen relationships with the community uh, are you going to be open-minded to doing that or are you going to be closed-minded? Mm-hmm. Now, being open-minded is beneficial for the long term because within organizations and even within our families, if we're closed to the ideas and suggestions of others, we're, we're limiting psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And so now we need an open mindset and the future will need an open mindset. Um, another mindset is an outward mindset, which means that we are seeing others as people. And the way that we see others as people and value them as such is we got to see that their needs and wants matter just as much as our mm-hmm. own. Which I, th- the I think opposite. if you can have an other's mindset right now, you can have a, an other's mindset anytime. Because right now we are all, we're, we're huddled together in our homes. We are, uh, we are unsure about the future. So if you can start thinking about others right now, that is a muscle that you will be able to flex very easily when this is over. For sure. And because the the opposite mindset is this inward mindset. And when we have an inward mindset, we see ourselves as being more important than others. Mm-hmm. And when we see ourselves being more important than others, we're inclined to see others as objects. Right. And and this is this is something that I think is really easy to to do right now, is seeing others as objects. Mm-hmm. You know, even as I'm on my run, I just recognize that people were leery of each other. Right. Right. Because there's this hidden bug that is biting people and we just want to, and it gets passed along to people. So we're just leery uh, and uh, much more untrustworthy of other people. And rightfully so, like we need to keep our distance, right, right. but it's incentivizing more of this inward mindset. But, but even at the same time, there's those among us who even on the trail, it's like, it's about time I see a, another human being and we're, we're giving smiles to each other. We're giving thumbs up, uh, you know, and, and for me, who's kind of on, in lockdown in my house the rest of the day, th- that's what I want to see. Right, when I'm right, right, right. I think you make a good point that like the difference between pan- between panicking 
and between behaving in the in the hoarding fashion, uh, between uh, all of those sort of sort of negative panicky side of things, and behaving in an appropriate level of caution, the opposite end of the spectrum is in that outward versus inward mindset right now. Because if you can see other people as uh, other people as human beings, if you can see other people as as individual agents that are not other than you but but a part of a part of the same condition that you're in you can then appreciate that no no there's enough here for me and enough here for it sort of it feeds into the abundance concept there and it will also help you go okay i need to stay six feet away because i want to not infect myself and i want to if i have if i am a carrier and i don't know yet i don't want to infect them so you begin to uh, uh, adhere to the appropriate guidelines without that layer of panic with the outward mindset right for sure. And I, I just keep coming back to, um, I, I'm a big fan of like the World War II era. So I read mm-hmm. a lot of books mm-hmm. from that era because I, I think I'm really interested in it because it's a time that's stressed the world maybe right. to right. the degree that it's never been stressed before. And we probably can't even hold a, a, a candle to what they went through mm-hmm. um, and, and particularly certain groups of people. And so my mind is continually going back to different groups. And one of those individuals that, that my mind keeps going back to is Victor Frankl. Oh yeah. We, we love wrote, him. Yeah. So he wrote man's search for meaning with lucky landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And and one of the things that I love, that maybe my most favorite quote about that, maybe actually, it's probably my second most favorite quote, is when when he says so he's somebody who lived through the concentration yep. camps and wrote about his experience. Yep. John references says, a lot of his quotes all the time. We we I mean go ahead. I, I just we, big fan. Yeah. So he says we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked throughout the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. Mm. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken away from a man but one thing the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances mm. to choose one's own way. Mm. And, and this is, this is one of those moments where we, we truly have a choice about the attitude that we're going to bring to our situation. And if anybody has a right uh, to say that this is actually a choice that we have, I think it's him right, uh, given right. What, what he went through. And yeah. so if he could say it, I, I've got to believe it. Right, and it, and so if, if if we can accept that it's possible for him, then we must therefore uh, conclude that it is absolutely possible for us. And that then then once you've accepted that it's possible, now you've accepted that it is a mindset problem, and you can begin to correct it as a mindset issue. 
what do you think are the unhealthiest mindsets on your spectrums that you identify in your book, but also just in your own research uh, outside the book? What are some of the most unhealthy mindsets for us to be approaching this current situation with? I think number one is that inward mindset right, right, that we right. talked about, right? So we're we're seeing starting to see ourselves being more important than others. And this is a form of uh, of self protection. Another form of self protection is a prevention mindset. Mm-hmm. Now it's really natural for us to have a prevention mindset where we're focused on not losing, right? We're focused on not having problems. We really want to mitigate the negative effects that we are going to experience through the situation. And it's really justified to have that mindset. But the problem with having that mindset is we become reactionary. Mm -hmm. We start that we've got some winds and storms that are blowing against us and we're kind of just running from them. And we don't know where we'll end up, Mm -hmm. where the winds and storms will blow us. We're they're effectively the passengers of our lives. Right. The better mindset to have is a what's called a promotion mindset, where we have a clear destination that we mm-hmm. want to head towards. Now, what that destination is can be something different for everybody. Maybe my destination is to become more of my ideal self. Now, when the winds and the storms come, I don't necessarily feel like I'm going to run from these mm-hmm. because and go go into self protection mode. Despite the winds and the storms of the sea, I'm going to brave those because that's the only way that I'm going to become more of my ideal self or whatever our destination right. is. So we're giving ourselves a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the benefit of that is it allows us to be intentional about our influence. We become the drivers of our lives as opposed to the passenger. And so here's a here's a time that probably none of us have really experienced that what what is what this is an opportunity to do is to be intentional as opposed to reactionary mm. and more specifically be intentional about the influence that we're having on those around us on the community uh, at large and so it's it's really fun to see organizations and people step up with with certain offerings mm. that are benefiting society i'm even thinking about my children we got an email today that one of the computer programs that they use at school, they have limited access to it, but this company opened it up to full access for the next mm-hmm. four months, right. it, which yeah. is, is going to be huge for me and my my wife as we try to educate our children during right. this time. So right. it's just like, thank you so much. And, and you know, you're going to have some customers for life because of it. Yeah. I, I want to be clear that when you're talking about prevention versus uh, what is opportunistic what promotion promotional prevention versus promotional that that you're not advocating that people not seek to prevent getting the disease and to be um in promo- being promotional that they that they scoff the rules laid down by the government in terms of self quarantine. I, I just because it, it it could be interpreted as no, go out there and sell lemonade to people that are in quarantine. Go door to door. That's not what you're saying. What you're saying is instead of hunkering down and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to rephrase it. Instead of hunkering down and being afraid of what could happen, instead find ways to promote your promote your ideal self. Uh, and and promote your self interest and the community interest within the confines of this of this established quarantine. So that's not break the quarantine to promote to get out there and and sling lemonade or whatever whatever widget you want to sell. It's how do I find ways in this context to thrive? How do I how do I instead of instead of hunkering down and closing the door? How do I how do I expand myself? Correct. 
No, you're you're so right. And let me give you another example of just what I've seen. And and somebody made a comment of this is uh, I was in the grocery store last week and we were joking because all of the shelves are bare except for two things, it seemed like. Snack foods and alcohol. Hey, yo. And, and <laughs> so... Two basic food groups of every college kid. There you go. I know, right? And, and one of the things that's been cool to see is I've seen some alcohol vendors that are now, because they have access to alcohol, is they're, they're making hand sanitizer. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? So, so they're saying... business moving forward, how can we even just jump off of our core expertise into something else that can add value to the community and also add value to us at the same time? And there's other companies like car companies and, and things like that that are um, just distributing their manufacturing processes to provide medical kits or um, face mask or things like that. This so doing things that they would have never done otherwise, but they're still able to be successful because their destination is we want to survive as a business, and and with that promotion mindset, we're not going to just run from the storms. We're going to face them and we're going to adapt in mm. an effective way that benefits us in the long run, but also is now through some of these examples benefiting society. Mm. I, I think I think you've hit on uh, on a sort of a, a balance there that is um, that is kind of hard to find. Like, how do we how do we maintain our our desire for self preservation and the required amount of fear while also growing? Because I you know this is this is an uh, uh, like we've mentioned several times. This is a unique opportunity to find growth in yourself, both professionally and personally. Right? If you're stuck at home. You get, congratulations, you've just got time to meditate and pray in a way that you didn't before. Uh, if you're stuck at home, congratulations, you just get to spend more time with your kids and perhaps f- discover that you're a better parent than you, than you even realize. So how do we find, how do we navigate that balance between this opportunity to grow, but also the healthy amount of fear required to survive a global event like this? And how do you, I mean, let me I, give you an example. And use the success mindsets to, to navigate this. <laughs> I know you will. Yeah, let me give you an example of my daughter. So my, my daughter, she generally has this prevention mindset. And she had some interest in doing some ice skating classes. And so mm. we're like, okay, we'll sign you up. And, I, and before the classes even started, I, I took her just to, to test it out. And, of course, she's uh, at the time was about six years old. And had never been ice skating before. And I took her out on the ice. And and rightfully so, she's very apprehensive, right? Because this is a new environment. She's never been here before. It's actually, you know, for somebody who's new, doesn't know what they're doing, it's a pretty unsafe environment because this is slippery. These The ice is hard. It's cold. If you fall, it just doesn't feel good. Other people are going around with sharpened blades strapped to their feet. Like, it's it's not ideal. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not an ideal condition. And it's really easy for somebody to have fear, particularly mm-hmm. somebody with a prevention mindset. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's hugging the walls. She, when she's not hugging the walls, she's hugging me. And, and I'm just kind of trying to get her to explore a little bit more. And I'm, I'm watching other kids, even kids that are younger than her, that are three or four years old. Yeah, they have more experience, but they're just flying around the ice. Uh, and and they're willing to take the risk of falling because they want the joy of skating. And and what we learned as we put my daughter through these ice skating classes 
is we could create some cushioning around her that allowed her the freedom to explore this a little bit more. So what we did is we bought her some knee pads and oh, some nice. butt pads <laughs> and some wrist guards. And, and once she had those, she was now much more brave and adventurous because the cost of falling was much less. And so I think for us, this is part of what we need to do is we need to, we do need to create some safety for us. We need to buffer any of any of the problems that we might experience. But as we do so, it gives us the liberty of, of reaching out more. So it's part, part of this, we got to put the oxygen mask on first, and then we could do it for others. And so I think that there is that balance that we need to have. But if we recognize that we, if we could create some safety for ourselves, we are now in a position to create safety and, and, and betterment for others. Mm. I, I love so much about that metaphor. I mean, first of all, like the idea that you, uh, you're not going to get the enjoyment if you don't take the risk, if you don't put yourself in a position where you could. It's the same with love. You're not going to be able to love somebody properly if you don't risk having your heart broken. You cannot enter into the good, the best that life has to offer if you don't risk the pain of failing. And the irony is that the more you fail, the more you fall on your knee pads, the more you realize that, oh, the pain is not that bad. I, I, I think of, uh, I think it's um, Jim Carrey who talked about his dad. His dad, who was very funny and could have been, he said, in his words, could have been a great stand up comedian but chose the safer route. And then after 20 years got laid off and his family and his family was living like uh, below the poverty line. And he learned a lesson from that. And the lesson was this, and I love this. You can fail doing anything. Why not fail at doing something you love? You know, you, you take the safe bet. And what we're finding out is from this global pandemic, there's no safe bet that we are all in a position where we might as well risk it all. And I don't mean violating quarantine rules. That's not what I say risk at all. <laughs> I mean following your passion, starting the business that you've always wanted to start, starting the go pursuing the career that is a long shot because you, you know, you, you may have thought you had the secure business up until this point, but guess what? Nobody is secure. I mean, the airlines are ha- going to have to get bailed out. Boeing's going to have to get bailed out. If there was ever a more secure line of work than airspace engineer, I've never heard of it. And now those companies need help. The point is, and I think this is what you're saying, and you can grab it, is that that's, we're not, we're all, we're all in a position of risk. You might as well risk for the thing that makes you light up. You might as well, you might as well get on the ice and try skating. No, you're right on. And, and so for me, I've tried to approach this as what opportunities are now available to me that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I have more freedom in my schedule. I've got my next book idea already in my head. Right. And now over the next month or so, I probably got an unprecedented opportunity to advance my work in this way. Like I could pump, I could possibly pump up, pump out a draft of the book in the next two months, depending on how things shake up. And whereas I was planning on starting this in the fall and would probably be another year until things were wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is um, if if we could see and pick out the opportunities here. And even if I, you know, going back to I'm thinking if I'm a hairdresser and I no longer have work, what would my advice be to them? Well, I'm not sure I could give specific advice to that person. But just to your point, my thought has been, you know, as I was thinking about this, preparing for this conversation, is my advice would be to them, 
what have you always wanted to do that you've never that you haven't been able to invest the time into mm -hmm. developing maybe the skills or gaining a certification for you to do because now's the now's a better time than any that you will ever have to enrich yourself and maybe uh, jump into a different line of work or expertise if that is something that you want to do. Uh, and so if we could see those opportunities as opposed to um, be worried about how am I how am I going to survive if I continue in this current line of work? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think we're just going to be better off. And I think I think because of this, I, I and I, I try to be as optimistic as I can. I think because of this, we will actually be better off because we will be more connected with ourselves. Mm. We'll be more connected with, with our loved ones. We will have the new perspective that all of the things that we that generally give us joy and pleasure can't like going to concerts or sporting events those can be taken away and we can survive this yeah. like we we could find other ways to enrich ourselves that that maybe have longer lasting effects for us than just pure enjoyment not that we should devalue that I, I joke that we're gonna at the end of this uh, at the end of this we're gonna hit, have babies or divorces in the next nine months, um, and I th that's that's a joke about the, our relationships. But I think that that's that's a truth about your your mindset and your professional life as well. At the end of this quarantine, you're gonna have a baby or a divorce. You're either going to realize that you have a new creative outlet or that you need to separate from what you thought was safety and security prior prior to this and i'm not talking that this is metaphor now i'm not saying leave your spouse i'm saying that that's that uh, uh, let's find look in your life and find a way to have a baby coming out of this a metaphorical baby you know again just to drive that point home we've taken up <laughs> a lot of your time dr godfordson i know you have a new book to start right now uh the book that we've been talking about today and applying to this situation is success mindsets right now it's available um in both ebook and audiobook format Right now, also we've we've run into this with John's book. It, uh, Amazon is is throttling down how much how easy it is to get hard copies of books right now because they are using their resources rightfully to send out uh, to send out supplies that are kind of required as a part of this quarantine. So I would recommend that you go right now and buy the ebook. Uh, also, if you are not an Audible subscriber, I cannot. And this is not a sponsored thing. I'm just talking from the heart here. They have this thing, and 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 Dr. Godfrey's book, Success Mindsets, has this too, called Whisper Sync for Voice. So if you are like me, I love digital books. I love listening to books. I go back and forth with Whisper Sync for Voice. I can read the first five pages of the book and then switch to the audiobook. It picks up right where I left off, and then I can go do yard work while listening to the next 10 pages and then go back to when I'm back inside and feel like reading and slowing down and seeing it all. I can look at it. Pick right up where I left off on my Kindle, right up where I left off on the audiobook, right, pick it up on the Kindle, and I'm, and I'm off to the races. So now is a great time to do that. Success Mindset has that back and forth uh, thing you can do called Whisper Sing for Voice. Doing the dishes, listen. Sitting in bed at night, read. I mean, go back and forth. What a great time to reprogram your brain to come out of this with a baby instead of a divorce. Uh, and, and Dr. Garverson, I, I just genuinely appreciate your time. The book, link to the book, Success Mindsets, in the show notes. How else can people uh, reach out to you if they want to get in touch? 
my website is the best place, ryangotfordson.com. On that website, you'll find a few things that might be beneficial for you. One is a free mindset assessment that also comes with the book. Uh, on my website, if you don't want to use the Whisper Sync feature, if you right at the moment, if you buy the ebook, uh, I'm giving you the audio book for free that you can download into your podcast player. And then there's also a tool that I've developed called the Digital Mindset Coach which is a, an app or an email that you could get on a regular basis that's designed to exercise your positive mindset neuro connections to make long-term shifts in our mindsets. So that's a tool that you might be interested in. All right, link to the website in the show notes. One last thing, and I've asked it to everybody. I've asked it to you before. What is one thing we can all start doing today to make our lives a whole lot better and make it quarantine-specific if you can? I think one of the things that is a game-changer for me is every day write down the things that you're grateful for. Oh, yeah. And and the more right now is the time that we probably need to do that the most. And I oftentimes like to find a challenge. Maybe I do three things I'm grateful for every day. And one of the things that I've been trying to do lately is what is something that is super small that I wouldn't necessarily, you know, come readily to mind that I, I'm really grateful for. Right. And, and so, you know, even like a flash drive. Like I'm grateful to have a flash drive, right? That's not something I would normally say. It's not something that's huge and profound, but what are some of these little things? That's, that's one of the things that I, I found some value in mm. is, is trying to pick up of the things I'm grateful for. What's at least one thing that I normally overlook that, that actually adds some value to my life. And you know what? The more you do that, if you start, if you get up in the morning and write down three things you're grateful for, it can be big things like like we've been talking about, or it can be little things like like Dr. Gafferson was just talking about. But the if you do that in the morning and in the evening, you train your brain to find things to look at things in a positive light. You train your brain to to uh, enter a position of gratitude, and you will begin to become grateful for the things that you didn't realize. You, you'll you'll look for it. Is is my point. Um, and that and that is an invaluable mental tool. So I appreciate that, Dr. Gafferson. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate having you. No, thank you so much, Gib. Stay safe. Likewise. That's it for our show today. Once again, I want to thank Dr. Ryan Gofferson for being a part of it. Uh, if you would like to follow up with him, there's his website, link to his website in the show notes, as well as to uh, where to buy his book. Uh, if you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you got your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Also, if there's somebody that you think needs to hear this, now is a great time to share it with them. It helps us out uh, immensely. Again, thanks to Quicken Loans, uh, to, to Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans for, for sponsoring today's show. Also check them out. That helps us out. Uh, if you want to follow up with us, facebook.com slash John Tesh is where we spend most of our time. We go live. We're trying to do a lot more live broadcasts while we're all stuck at home. So you can check us out there. We're doing uh, nightly shows. We're trying to do nightly shows depending on what goes on with our health. So you can you can see that there. Also, uh, John is on Twitter, at John Tesh, on Instagram, at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every comment and DM because I do the show for you guys. If there's something you want us to cover, something you want to hear, you let me know, and I will I will try to make sure that, that is a topic or a person that we, that we talk to. Um, but anyway, that's it for our show today. More than anything else, guys, thank you so much for listening.